Hello, and again, welcome to BitDev. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Madeline Amaker. <laughs> we know we went to the same high school, and I feel like our circles are, like, barely overlapping. Yeah. And I've been, like, seeing your stuff on, like, Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, a fan of your stuff. So, <laughs> uh, but it's also, like, oh, hey, I know that girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> so... Who are you? What do you do? Well, uh, my name is Madeline. I really just call myself a creative because I do a lot of creative things Mm. like photography. First of all, I've done that for a while. And then more recently. Well, I mean, I've always done music, but I've more recently put my music into the world for people to hear. it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, photographer, musician, like people, animal lover. Yeah. You know, (laughs) all the good things. (laughs) Um. So I guess let's start with, well, which of these would you rather start with? Man. Uh, we can start with photography since that's first in line yeah, yeah. anyway. Let's <laughs> go with it. <laughs> um, okay. So when did you start doing photography? I guess the like layman's photography and then like professional photography. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I got my first like DSLR camera when I was 12. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> so like that was like in middle school. But I mean, back then I would just photograph like, you know, leaves and flowers and yeah. dogs and cats and <laughs> not people. Uh, and then in high school, I started doing like actual shoots, and, like, you know, making money from it. And then I stopped for a while I think I just kind of burnt out. And then I think when I got into college or it might've been my senior year of high school, I was like, Oh, I should, I should do that more. And I picked it back up and Mm -hmm. I haven't really put it down since then. So just getting more involved in the community here and the music community and like Mm -hmm. music photography is a big passion of mine. And so, yeah, that's pretty much why photography. Um, Cause it's like, there are creative endeavors, but it's like, photography versus doing art or versus doing I mean you still do music but Mm -hmm. like what about photography kind of called you to it in a way man uh growing up my mom always took pictures like all the time we Mm. she she used to do scrapbooks for us and like she's always always have had a camera always taking photos so I think that probably drew me to it a little bit um I don't really remember like why I started other than that Mm -hmm. really um I mean, now my why is just like, I like to capture like emotion and candid moments Mm -hmm. and not really like, of course I do poses and pose people for shoots, but my favorite thing that I could do pre coronavirus was, (laughs) uh, go to Pony Boy, um, Mm. the bar that's connected to Tower Theater here in Oklahoma city and just like lurk in the shadows and Mm -hmm. just like take pictures of people when they didn't know it (laughs) kind of sounds creepy, but, um, you really get to see like like real emotion from people when they don't know a camera is pointed at them. Mm -hmm. And I like, I really enjoy that. So that's what I like to, that's why I guess. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I guess the real emotion from people, you can get that a lot with shooting like live shows and stuff. Oh yeah. So like how did you get started doing live show photography? Um, let's, hmm. In high school, actually, there was a country band called Lower 40. They were a little Mm. bit older than me. And I would like, I don't even know 
when I really started shooting them, but I started going to their shows and taking pictures and like, they would get me into bars to shoot. Like Mm -hmm. I was literally 18, but I mean, I wouldn't drink or anything. I just get in just to take pictures. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of where that started initially. And then I didn't really do as much music photography for a while. Um, but then I just, man, I don't know. I, I guess in the last few years, just kind of became more interested in it and wanting to shoot like bands that I knew and loved Mm -hmm. and like maybe smaller bands that are touring that play at smaller venues. That's, Mm -hmm. that's more my thing too, is like shooting at smaller venues like Pony Boy or even Tower Theater, um, where it's more of an intimate experience. That's, I like that, like where the crowd can really interact with the performer. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really want to go photograph taylor swift at the bok center you know that's just not that'd be cool but i just think there's just something special about those like smaller Mm -hmm. intimate crowds that you can really see the connection yeah yeah um so then do you i mean obviously it's you prefer like doing the live shows and candid moments but how does that compare to like doing kind of the professional photography Mm -hmm. thing posing people and stuff like that um, I think that you can still get like, of course, if you're doing headshots, like headshots are going to be headshots. You're, yeah. you're gonna, that's going to be posed. But if I'm doing like a portrait session with like a couple or a family, I think that you can. My goal is always to still get those candid moments. And mm-hmm. just like I tell people, I'm like, we can do a home session and y'all could just be like, for all I care, you could be making some pancakes in the kitchen and I'll mm-hmm. just pretend like I'm not here. Like, yeah. I know it's kind of hard, but like mm-hmm. just them doing things they do normally to like bring out sides of them that maybe not not everyone usually sees you know um so i'm definitely always trying to get it to be more organic in my shoots yeah but um i feel like that's something with like different photographers that i've done stuff with it it is difficult to like break past that kind of Mm -hmm. social barrier of like pretend i'm not here but i am here yeah but i know (laughs) i need you to like turn or stuff like that like what's kind of the stuff that you use to like break through those walls um i mean people everyone's different you know some people are a lot more comfortable than other people and i think that uh something that i feel like helps a lot is if there's if it's not just like if someone's getting their pictures done by you and it's just one person, mm. maybe if they like bring their friend along or something, I think if someone has even someone to interact with that's like off camera, mm-hmm. that can help them be more like chilled out and not yeah. just feel like they're just standing there and this camera's pointed at them and they're like, do <laughs> I smile? Like, what do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. Um, I think having a third party involved is like helpful for that or mm-hmm. like doing the couple shoots is always really fun. Like I did one the other week and they were really chill and like, we're down to do whatever. I was like, okay, yeah. chase each other around the apartment. And they were like, okay. Yeah. Like then they played Yahtzee in some of the shots, like, you know, mm. just simple little things. Yeah. So <laughs> what's kind of your more common photo shoot is it just like portraits or do you do weddings as well? Or, uh, I would say mostly it would be portraits. I have shot weddings, um, they're just a lot, <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of pressure and I just don't, I, I'm, I'm always down to second shoot a wedding. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. much, that's good for me. Like I'll be the second shooter and the main photographer can edit my photos yeah. and do whatever they want with them. But having all that pressure on me to capture like a moment like that is just, Ooh, yeah, it's a lot. So <laughs> I, I definitely prefer, um, 
portrait sessions or, you know, live music or Mm -hmm. band promos or things like that. That you can redo if you have to, you know, yeah, like yeah. you can't redo a wedding. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could do one like on a later date or yeah, something and true. just pretend yeah, that it's the wedding you, you day. You definitely could. <laughs> <laughs> um, how has COVID affected all of that? <laughs> um, Really, you know, I think people obviously got super wigged out about the whole thing rightfully so and didn't really want to be around anybody Mm -hmm. that they didn't have to be around so definitely I didn't do shoots for a while you know Mm -hmm. and definitely with live music there's not live music I mean we're starting to see it a little bit at outside venues but um that's just no that was just done for a while you know so definitely took a hit there for sure um and it was pretty silent for a while I'm Mm -hmm. seeing it definitely pick back up now so Mm -hmm. that's that's really great but yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like the the small amount that is kind of popping back up, do you feel like they're doing it right and kind of still trying to make the distancing thing? We're also in Oklahoma, which is like right. bad about everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Are you talking about with photo shoots? Uh well, like I guess live music. Live music, but then okay. So okay. you taking pictures yeah. of that. Yeah. I think the live music, uh the shows I've been to have been, you know, either Scissor Tell Park where Mm-hmm. Uh, that they have a lot of room to just spread yeah. out there. And I think that's a good, a good safe place to do that. Um, or I went to a show at the speakeasy, which is a little bit more tighter, you know, Yeah. but uh, I think people are doing what they, what they can. And, you know, I definitely think that the U S in general should have just taken it more seriously in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we didn't and we haven't. <laughs> and so I, I, there's only so much you as one person can do. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, since you kind of mentioned some of the different places around, what are some of, cause I had to think about this. Like I did a photo shoot recently mm-hmm. and I'm going to be doing another one soon. And it's like, where do I even mm-hmm. take pictures? Mm-hmm. What are what are your favorite spots? And you don't have to reveal your secret ones. Oh no, I don't but. really have any secret ones. I don't think. <laughs> um, you know, that's hard. That's something I've been having an issue with lately. Is just being over Oklahoma. Just yeah. like I don't know. I've already shot up and down this whole place. I feel like you know, mm-hmm. and I. So I mean. I've gone out to uh, the Great Salt Plains a couple of times and taken mm-hmm. pictures, and that's really cool. That's a phenomenal place. I would really like to go to Little Sahara. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. I've never been out there. I'd like to shoot out there. Um, I mean, around the city, it's hard. I don't I don't really have a go-to spot anymore, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just trying to find little, like, nooks that I've not noticed before to shoot at or, mm-hmm. or just shooting at people's houses. That's... Yeah. In, indoor home shoots. Those are really nice that they have it decorated, cute and fun. Like yeah. that's definitely easier than like walking around downtown. Like, oh, here's another, you know, dilapidated building. Let's try it. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of the same thing for me, too. It's like, well, downtown, because yeah. that's the spot. And it's yeah. like, here's Myriad. Here's Scissortail. Here's. Yeah. And that's kind of it. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. There's also, I mean surprisingly there's a lot of like nature reserves like national parks in oklahoma Mm -hmm. and so those are probably good ones to go to. yeah like going to the wichita's is always fun too like you Mm -hmm. can get some really pretty um shots there too i've shot there a few times yeah so um 
Is there anything else that, oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is, I'm trying to pay attention to you while formulating the yeah, next question. Yeah. So uh, what's kind of the a nitty gritty thing about doing photography that you feel like, you know, all that people see is the photos afterwards, but what's like the little things in between that's mm-hmm. like super hard work and super detailed that you kind of yeah. pride yourself on? Yeah. Um, I definitely like overshoot real bad, which is fine. <laughs> I just don't want to miss anything. So yeah. I pretty much keep my camera on like the high speed shutter like mode. So it's just mm-hmm. like, like over and over and it's like, ooh. so I will end up with like, you know, a thousand photos or something. That's like pretty low, but I could end up with like a thousand from a shoot or something, you know, mm-hmm. and then going home and you have to look through and a lot of them are like the same photo over and over but you're like maybe their eyes are closed in this one or they're doing something weird with their mouth in that Mm -hmm. one so going through and like finding the good ones and weeding out the bad ones that gets really tedious um but editing too takes a lot of time and making sure like the skin tones look right and Mm -hmm. the shadows and the highlights and you know there's just so much you can do and also keeping in mind like what your client wants and like the style that they want. You kind of hope that they hire you for your style, but then sometimes they don't, I always tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, let me know if you need anything re-edited because a lot of things, a lot of times, not a lot of times, but sometimes people, uh, don't realize that they shouldn't re-edit a photo, like a Hmm. photographer's photo. And I'm like, Hmm, I like to say that it's kind of like if you were to buy a painting, and then come home and scribble on it and then say like, Oh, love this painting. I just got from so-and-so and And this person's thinking like, I didn't scribble that there. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, you got to think of it in that perspective. Like I'm giving you some art. Like it's, if you're going to tag me and represent me, it needs to represent me the correct way. So, but that was kind of off topic, but we got there somehow. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, those are probably the, the little nitty gritty things about photography. So You've also been doing like some self-portrait stuff as mm-hmm. well. How does that compare to shooting other people and being on the other side of the camera while still operating the camera? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like doing self-portraits a lot, but it's a, it's very limited. I don't have a tripod, so mm-hmm. I uh, just like stack books and mm-hmm. like random objects to get my <laughs> camera where I want it to be. And that can be really annoying getting it like leveled correctly. And oh my gosh, but my camera actually like uses Wi-Fi connect to connect to my phone so mm-hmm. I can control it from my phone which, yeah. and I can see it and everything, which makes it really, really helpful. But I do like photographing myself uh, because, like, it's me. So yeah. I, there's a bug trying to yeah, attack me. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm like, ah. it's, like, coming into my eye. Uh, <laughs> so I can be a lot more chill and, like, do whatever I want and experiment in different ways than maybe I ways I wouldn't be comfortable with another person taking pictures of me. Yeah. So I do like it, but I definitely need to upgrade my gear to <laughs> do better, you know? Someone buy Madeline a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> Help. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Then switching to music. How did you start in music? Um, I have written like poetry, poems since elementary school. Yeah. And um, a lot of times I would just like start a song and then not be able to finish it and just be like, oh, unfinished song and then I got to a point where I was like oh maybe I'm just like writing poetry so then I just started writing poetry for a long time and then high school I would write songs and I took a year of piano lessons 
Um, and just kind of went from there. Usually if I get my heart broken, that's when you get the good <laughs> stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, been through a, a couple of those that wrote some, some good songs. And yeah. then I hadn't really met the right people to really bring my music to life until this year, mm-hmm. I guess last year I met them, but everything started happening this year. And, um, that's been just really cool. I'm, I'm really grateful to know my, my producer Garrison Brown, Mm. um, he's helped me a lot and I, I have really bad stage fright and really like (laughs) recording fright. Like, I don't know. I like, I remember the first time we recorded, I was like, Oh my gosh, like my hands are so sweaty. Like I just like, (laughs) I couldn't chill, but Mm. now I could do anything. I don't even care. Like he's my best friend and it's, it's so it's great. So that's kind of how that came out. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like the role of producer is, like, yeah, maybe 50% music and then like 50% psychology. Mm-hmm. And it's just like working with the other person to get the best stuff out of it. Yeah. Um. So I guess what in well, your heart space is mm-hmm. your stuff. So like what, what is your vision? What is the producer stuff? How does that kind of like interplay with it? Because it, it does seem like there's a lot of artists that have like the name but then it's pretty much also like a collaboration mm-hmm. with the producer so like right how is your music you and him together and what right. percentage sure I guess right <laughs> right uh I came in with a lot of songs that I like I had already written and had the like piano chords too but I can't I know chords on the guitar but I can't really play guitar mm-hmm. so I'm pretty limited instrument wise so I would just come in with my chords and my songs and be like all right this is what I have like you build a track around this sure. and then I'd be like I have a whole you know playlist on Spotify that's like ideas for heart space and like mm-hmm. songs and the feel I want and so we would just like pick a few songs be like okay like this sounds kind of cool and then kind mm-hmm. of make something similar you know yeah. um but then lately when we've been writing together, it would be like me just being like, Hey, like, I think I can write something tonight. Like, I feel like something's here. It's under the surface. So if you can like make me a track and then he'll build the track and then we'll just loop the track and then I'll Mm -hmm. just write and loop it until Mm -hmm. the whole song. I mean, the last, my next single that's going to come out, which I don't even have a date yet, but, um, that's how that one came about. We like wrote it in two hours. Well, this will probably come out in like November because I have a huge backlog. So maybe it'll be out by then. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I mean, what do you want to sound like? What is heart space? Yeah, I, I guess yeah. what is heart space? <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you the meaning of heart space. We'll start sure. there. So um, I came up with heart space because of the word headspace and thinking about like that being a place where you like, I don't know the actual definition of headspace, but mm-hmm. like you hold your thoughts, like thinking the headspace you're in, how you feel about something, maybe, I don't know. But I don't really, I'm much more of like a feeler and operate more off of my heart and my emotions, I think, mm. than maybe my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and so I thought heart space, like the, the, the saying was like heart space where the feels live or like where emotions are never too much. Cause that's something mm-hmm. I like, I struggle with is being, I am a lot and that's not a bad <laughs> thing, but I think that I feel like I'm too much for some people or just too much in general. And mm. like, I don't want other people to feel that way. So I want my music to be a place where it's like safe to feel it all, you know, yeah. like 
there's no limit. Like there's no ceiling to what you can feel. Like just, yeah. just feel it out for as long as you want. Like no one's going to judge you. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what that is. So. Yeah. Um, what, I mean, it, you're putting out singles. Is it an album or so like, what was the recording process? Like you kind of mentioned right. the like recording fright, but then now you, you have it done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're still working on like building. We have a bunch of different like songs started, um, but we have a couple more one that's getting mixed and mastered. And then mm-hmm. one that is pretty close to being done. Um, mm-hmm. And then hopefully we're going to do an album. I'm going to decide. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to do an album. I was like, should I do an EP or an album? Um, I have enough to do an album. So mm. I kind of feel like I should just do it. Um, yeah. And this is this album that will be coming out whenever it comes out. No mm. idea when. Um, it's a collection of songs all about one person, which might seem a little bit extra. But, you know, <laughs> that's how I do things. But it's more than just like songs in an album to me. I think it's like going to be closure for for me from that situation yeah, and um, just getting it all down and like out of me and into the world so mm-hmm. that other people can be able to relate to maybe emotions I felt in that situation that I was in. Um, and then, yeah, I think it'll be a really good thing whenever it happens. It's just like a lot more to go before it's done. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, didn't you record at a uh, Cardinal song? Um, I didn't record there, but, uh, Michael Trepigny has yeah. been mixing. Okay. Them, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's cool. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I learned from him when he taught at ACM. So, oh, yeah. really? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, he's actually been on the podcast. So. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> he's, he's great. I love his stuff. Um, yeah. so I guess what do you want people to Cause it's one thing to kind of make it for yourself, but what do you want people to get out of the album right. or whatever your stuff that you're putting out? I think that all I can hope is that it makes them feel something like, yeah. because <laughs> anything, I don't care if it's good or bad. You just, mm. you feel something because I'm like, my favorite songs are the songs I listen to in the car and you like hear a lyric and your whole body gets goosebumps and you're like, yes, like that's it. That's yeah. I'm going to be listening to this on repeat for a little bit. Like I want that for people when they hear my music, because it is I mean, everything in my songs that I write, I don't make any of it up. Like mm. every word is something that happened, you know, so it's like super raw, super real. And that's how I always want it to be. And so I just hope that people can like feel that. Yeah. From from my music. So. Yeah, that's awesome. With the singles that you've put out already, do you feel like people are receiving it kind of how you wanted? <laughs> yeah, I think especially with my first single, Candles, I that went way better than I thought it could have. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect that. So, um, yeah, I think people have been super receptive of it. And like, I had a girl, like when I released candles, some girl from like Hawaii was like messaging me, like, I love your song. Like I'm in, I'm in Honolulu or I don't know if she's in Honolulu, she's somewhere in Hawaii. And yeah. I was like, Hawaii, like what? And yeah. she's on her discover weekly and, um, was it discover weekly or re- release radar? I can't remember one of the mm-hmm. ones that you get. Um, and so that's been cool. Like I definitely, the second single didn't really do as much. I'm like, I, part of me is just like, let's just take it off. <laughs> <laughs> but my producer's like, no, like text back is good, but it just didn't, 
it didn't drop at midnight on Spotify. I don't really know what happened. I don't know mm-hmm. if that has anything to do with how it performed. I also didn't like put as much money into the advertising as I did candles. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my first debut single, you know, it mm-hmm. just wasn't as hyped. And so I think that's probably a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's quite, it's got like a thousand streams and <laughs> candles is like almost at 25,000. So I'm like, how do, what happened sure, here? Sure. Like I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, a large part of doing music doesn't involve music at all. And it's mm-hmm. just like advertising and marketing and yeah. putting all the stuff together. So like, how do you kind of balance the like, all right, I've like birthed this thing mm-hmm. that is music and now I have to like tell people about it. How do you approach your like marketing? Right. Um, I think it helps that I'm a photographer because I like have that creative direction Um, in my mind and I have a friend named uh, Daniel who he's a photographer and he's been helping me out a lot with like Mm -hmm. photography the first the for candles um Brittany little Brittany on Instagram Brittany Phillips she I think that's her last name yeah she uh she did the first shoot for candles and killed it it was awesome and then I've just been Daniel's been helping me out we've got a cool like he's like buy me dinner and I got you and I'm like I I can do that I can buy you dinner (laughs) so he's been I've just had I've just been really grateful to have been surrounded by creative people Mm -hmm. and they've been really gracious to help me and yeah so it's just it's kind of like a vision that lives in my head that I just have to like build a team to like make Mm -hmm. it happen. And I think we've done pretty good at that so far, but there's definitely more bigger ideas in the future, Mm -hmm. you know, that I want to conquer. So, yeah. Do you want to do a music video? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I would love to do a music video for the next single stay away. Uh, I actually talked to someone about that recently. I emailed him and Mm -hmm. told him the idea, which, you know, I don't, I, like I told him, I was like, I've never done a music video, so I don't even know what to expect Mm -hmm. for any of this. So, like, here's the idea. It was literally, like, a vision I had while driving. So, like, this is it. It's not super complex. Yeah. Just let me know. So, he's he's busy this week, I think. So, he is going to get back to me later and talk about the details. So, (laughs) maybe happening one way or another, I want to make it happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff also costs money. Uh, Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can't, I mean can't make money off of music immediately anyways no. and so <laughs> i think we've made like 70 dollars off candles so i'm like cool. spotify gave us 70 dollars yeah um <laughs> uh, which isn't a lot uh, at all but i mean it's better than zero so yeah. you know we're getting somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but i mean there is something okay well kind of going to my further chain of thought there's something to say about like having stuff out and people to mm-hmm. flock to it rather than just like quietly stewing away mm-hmm. and like so that's kind of how I've been feeling for a while yeah, so right. um but I guess changing topics I don't know I'm putting two questions in my head so <laughs> <laughs> um how do you feel about the Oklahoma music scene as you've like done a lot of photography mm-hmm. for it but yeah. then you're also putting yourself into mm-hmm. it now too right right um I think it's been cool, like being on the photographer side of it and knowing the musicians in Oklahoma City and connecting with them before I ever really became part of them. Because Mm -hmm. like I already have these friendships and relationships built with these people Mm -hmm. 
though I did start it at a very weird time, which yeah. actually worked well for me because of my stage fright. I was like, great, I can put out music and I don't have to perform. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Like, yeah. great. We love this. So, I mean, I haven't got to really like experience the music scene for myself just mm-hmm. because of COVID. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been cool to be able to be involved with them and then they've all been really supportive to mm-hmm. seeing me do my own thing. You know, um, I like, I like the the scene here, the music scene here, the creative scene here. I mean, I feel like for the most part, they're all really inclusive and mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> do you have like plans for like what your live show would be like? Yeah. Um, we've had some ideas about doing like an outdoor, outdoor show somewhere or, I mean, ideally, and in my ideal perfect world, I would love to my first heart space show to just be at Pony Boy. That would be the like, mm-hmm. that'd be the dream. But you know, Pony Boy's not open. I know Tower just had their first show back mm-hmm. since COVID, but there hasn't really been any talk about Pony Boy opening. I don't think it's a good idea for Pony Boy yeah. to be opening. <laughs> I mean, it's like shoulder to shoulder in there on weekends. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I know Chad, um, this, the CEO of tower and, mm-hmm. you know, he works there and he's cool. So I could always chat with him more about plans in the future, but mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, unknown at this yeah. point. <laughs> There's also live streams. I don't know. Yeah, if that's true. Considered it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's its own kind of beast anyways. Right. <laughs> um, what's something that you wish you had known before, uh, like that kind of that you've picked up along the way after putting out your music that you wish you had known beforehand? Hmm. That's a good question. Man. I don't know. I, I think with music, it's been hard to, really get like the vocal sound that you want. Like mm. I, I'm really hard on myself. Like, <laughs> I don't think I'm that, I'm not that great of singer personally. Obviously there's just amazing singers in the world. So like for me as a vocalist, I'm like, ugh. I mean, I will do like 20 redos. I'll be like one more time. No, like one more time. I got it this time. No, I yeah. swear next time it'll be better. And Garrison's <laughs> like, Madeline, the last five were the same. And I'm like, no. Uh, <laughs> so like us, him and I trying to get that sound has been, kind of difficult and I think it's going to change a lot over time and I think that's kind of normal anyway Mm. probably I mean a lot I mean I was talking to him about genres and sometimes I'm like am I in the wrong genre like was I supposed to be like more singer songwriter to like chill (laughs) like was I not supposed to be poppy but then it's like think about Taylor Swift you know how many genres she's Mm -hmm. just like kind of just I feel like she was country and then she was pop and she just kind of now this next this last album is more like almost country, not country, but it's not as poppy as her ones before. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what I wish I would have known. I guess it would be cool if it would have just been like the perfect, like vocal sound from the get go. But mm-hmm. like, it's just a lot of tweaking and perfecting to get that sound. Yeah. So. Um, oh yeah. I forgot to ask this question. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> who are like some of your biggest influences? You've kind of um, already mentioned Taylor Swift several times, but I don't know if that's yeah, actually. I I actually haven't even listened to her new album <laughs> because I think I don't want to. I've listened to part of it. I think that I I always hate when I listen to a song and I'm like, oh, I 
could have written that. I could have written it. I do that. And so I like I stayed away from her new album because I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna feel it. I'm gonna be angry that I didn't write that song. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I've liked her for a long time. I've not followed her as closely in recent mm. years. I like. I feel like we're similar in the ways of like. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm like a songwriter like Taylor Swift, but like writing about heartbreak and feelings mm-hmm. and stuff like that's. Yeah, I definitely do that. Uh, but I like, I don't know if you ever heard of Chelsea Cutler. Rings a bell. She's, I don't know what you would call her. I guess I would call myself like indie synth pop. Maybe she's kind of the same vibe. Mm. Or like um, Muna is a cool group. Or mm. the Aces. Um, or what's another one? And then, well, my favorite band is Lainey, but that's a guy singing mm. not a girl but um i like laney a lot yeah. just like any I mean, synth influences are influences so. <laughs> yeah yeah just th- that kind of a vibe so mm-hmm. yeah um what advice do you have for people for either photography or music kind of in general um man what advice do i have <laughs> just like if you're interested in being more creative, I think you just got to go for it. You don't, yeah. you you can't really plan it all out and like dream about it. You should just jump in and just do it, you know? Yeah. And with photography, like there's a bunch, especially if you're in Oklahoma, there's so many different creative photographer people that would like gladly take you under their wing and like mm-hmm. do a mentor shoot or, yeah. you know, I mean, the gear costs a lot of money, so you're gonna have to save up for that. That's yeah. gonna suck. But <laughs> Bedford is awesome. Is awesome. Awesome. New word. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, you can you know rent lenses, rent cameras from there. They're really mm-hmm. cool. They're great there. Um, and then ugh, music, like. I feel like I'm the one who needs the advice. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I mean, just. I think just like be yourself and like be open and be vulnerable. Like that's me in everyday life though. Mm. Like I'm, <laughs> that's just who I am. It's just like completely myself. Mm. So, and I think people connect with that too, with music yeah. especially. So definitely. Yeah. Hard questions. Okay, hard questions. <laughs> Here we are. Um, what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Um, I would say I'm a pretty spiritual person. I, was baptized Catholic and, um, yeah. And I went to the Catholic church till I was like in fourth grade and Mm -hmm. then we stopped going to Catholic church. And then in sixth grade, I met my friend Juliana and started going to this Nazarene church, like discovered worship was like, wow, never done this before. Mm. Um, that was great. Like loved it. Went there all through, high school, went to Southern Nazarene university for a year and a half, Mm. um, went through a really bad heartbreak. Also at the beginning of my (laughs) freshman year of college was depressed. Uh, and my parents got divorced when I was 18. See, I told you, I'm like a open book. I will just keep rattling off these things, but, uh, it was a lot at once. And I think that that played a big role in my relationship with Christianity and Mm. like God. Um, but I haven't quite recovered from that one. I, think I'm holding a grudge. Don't, I haven't really <laughs> no delved into that to figure that one out. Mm. Um, but I have a lot of like super Christian friends that are like 
super accepting and loving and non-judgmental. Yeah. And that's my problem with Christianity and going to a private Christian college yeah. was that all it was, was judgment and like <laughs> shoving it down your throat. And yeah. I'm like, I just don't want to be that person that looks at a non-Christian and is like, I'm a Christian. And they're like, oh shit, like a mm-hmm. Christian, like you're going <laughs> to convert me later. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I just struggle. I can't figure that one out. And I think Christianity has ruined, uh, well, done a lot of damage to like God and the relationship people can have with God Mm -hmm. just because people have gotten into churches and religion and like just decided they have all the power Mm -hmm. and decided who is and isn't worthy of being saved. And that's where I think it's gotten really messy. And that was never the purpose, like in my own opinion. So, so yeah, I'm much more like spiritual, like I like astrology and like yeah. person. I mean, that's not really the same thing, but I don't know. I think more spiritual than anything. I I'll pray sometimes if I really really feel like I need to pray about something. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, you mentioned God, and everyone always segues into my questions really well. Yeah. What is your definition of God? Um. I don't think I know. I think I'm trying to figure that one out too, because I think I've always thought of him as this just like thing in the sky, (laughs) just up there, listening, looking, watching, chilling. But I don't really know. I, I don't think about it that much. I think, I kind of think I feel like more so like God is just the universe Mm -hmm. and like, the flowers and the wind and the sun and the sunsets and the rain. Like, I mean, I know for myself that there is a God because there's too many things in the world that are just unexplainable Mm -hmm. to me that like there has to be something else, but really, I haven't really gone down that journey in a while. Cause I was like, I'm going to just stay over here for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Uh, this one's hard and it's okay if you don't even answer it. What is free will? And do you believe in it? Free will, like getting to make your own decisions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that we all have it. I don't, I, I haven't really ever been asked this question or discussed this with anybody. So I don't really know the opposing views, Sure. but I mean, yeah, I think that's, I mean, if we're talking about religion and then we're talking about sin, I feel like if we didn't have free will, then maybe less of it would happen. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're able to make our own decisions. We're able to make the right choice and we're able to make the wrong choice. So yeah, I guess I believe in it. Sure. I don't really know. I don't really know. It's a confusing question, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about that more later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, what happens when we die? Um, I hope we go to a nice place uh, (laughs) because I'm terrified of death. So, uh, yeah, it terrifies me. Uh, But I don't know really what happens. I mean, it would be really cool if we were like reincarnated. That'd be cool. Um, I I mean, I think for me personally, I think we go to heaven or well, see the whole heaven or hell thing. I struggle real hard. I'm like, Mm. Because it's just the whole sin thing. And then people thinking that like to be really straightforward, like some Christians thinking that like gay people are going to hell. And I'm like, Mm. I straight up can't get on board with that one. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, like, so I don't know. I I think I almost just don't even touch that because I'm like, that's not my place. Mm. Like that wasn't even really a question, but I think we go to heaven and I hope it's nice. And I hope 
we're all going to be okay because that's what I want for everyone. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> um, how do you determine what good behavior is? I think it's just all relative, like to your own opinion, hmm. I guess. I mean, obviously I think there's some things that's just, obviously if you're going to be a serial killer, that's maybe not <laughs> a good behavior. Um, I think it just comes down to your own internal morals, though. Mm. And I think that maybe some people, obviously, some people were raised different and they don't have the same morals as you. They might not think that stealing some gum from the store is as bad as you. I don't know. Like, I think mm. it's it really is relative for me. Like, I think I have a good moral compass and I know when something is right and something is wrong. And like, definitely there are times where I just make the wrong decision because it sounds more spicy, but you know, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that answers the question, but yeah. you're an adult. <laughs> you can do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do we reduce the division? Division. Can you elaborate? Uh, I usually frame this question more politically, but it does seem that like the, political division is kind of a like front for a kind of greater division that yeah, is just for like sure. people not caring about each other. Mm -hmm. So how mm -hmm. do you make people um, care about each other? Yeah, I don't, I don't know because to me, caring about other people is like breathing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if you don't care about other people, I'm just a little, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. How do you just not give a shit blatantly? <laughs> just be like, nope, I'm the only one that matters. So sorry about you. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've, that's a hard one. Cause I've always said like, I like that we don't all think the same way. If you thought the exact same as me mm -hmm. and everyone else, Oh God, like that would be so boring. Yeah. We wouldn't, we would have <laughs> nothing to talk about because mm. we would all think the same thing. So like, yeah. and I feel like that's how a lot of people think is like, Oh, you don't think like me, like you're wrong. Like you need mm. to understand my side. You need to think like me. And it's like, why, why are we fighting about that? Come mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Let people be who they want to be, who they were born to be. And just yeah. like love them because of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. So I don't know how we fix that, but I sure Wish we could figure that out. Yeah. Well, I guess a way of figure what makes you care about another person? I don't, I, man, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's like an initial thing for me. I like, I love new people mm. and I'm like, the second I meet them, I'm like, what's your name? <laughs> What's your zodiac sign? What's your personality type? What's your love language? What's your Enneagram? Like, I just want you to, mm -hmm. my goal meeting a new person is always to get them to tell me the thing they don't want to talk about. I'm like, sure. Let's hear it. Like, mm -hmm. what's the deep, that's the thing you're holding on to that you're not telling anyone. Like, <laughs> I want to hear it. Let's yeah. go. And I don't know. That's just always been a thing for me. So I don't know. It just like new. I am a really extroverted, like 90th percentile of extroversion. <laughs> so that could have like something to do with the fact that I'm so intrigued by other people. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it just depends on what you've gone through too. Like what if 
people have been like burned by friendships and like burned by people so many times or like they didn't grow up in a good family. And so they literally don't have the capacity to give Mm -hmm. a shit about anyone but themselves. You know, like it could that could definitely play a big role in things like it's people just being afraid to give a shit. Yeah. You know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to catch the bug. I know. And I still He's haven't. just like lurking. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where was I on the list? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. A very important one. Uh, do you believe humans are evil by nature? Mm. <laughs> Got to take mm. a sip of water for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't normally drink water, but I've made it my only option today. So <laughs> here we are. Um. <sighs> No, I don't think that we're evil by nature. I think it goes back to having free will. I think you choose. You Mm. can choose. Do I think people can be born with psychological, like, you know, issues that not necessarily make them evil, but Mm. maybe make them act a certain way that isn't acceptable towards other people or um, I don't know. Yeah, like I think people can have deeper issues Mm -hmm. i don't think that i don't know i don't think that they're i don't think that we're just evil no No. i don't think so i think that we've made a lot of bad choices and that there have been there's definitely been evil because i think i don't think there can be good without bad Mm. like you have those that contrast you know like how would you know something was good or how would you know something was happy if you've never been sad like you wouldn't know you just feel the same yeah right so like (laughs) yeah like there's definitely evil in the world but i don't think that human beings were created obviously to be evil like Mm -hmm. if we believe that there's a god um i don't think that was his intention sure but yeah, yeah, yeah that, I think that's... I like that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think humanity is heading towards in the future? I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. Like, oh, gosh. My friend Sophie, she's like super Christian, very like in tune with God. Like they have discussions often and like it's hard for me to understand because I don't do that. But Mm -hmm. like she'll be like, yeah, like talk to God today and like blah, blah, blah. And like the other day she said she had a nightmare about a fire, like the world being on fire. And I told her, I was like, I don't want you to tell me. Like, I straight up don't want to know. She's like, okay, just know that like if the world is burning, follow me. And I was like, okay, like I will follow you. But then she's like talking about how like in her dream it started in California and that's where the freaking fires are right now. Mm. And I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking about the end of the world or the end of my life or the end of people I know's life. Like, that's the part where the heaven thing confuses me because there's a lot of Christians that are like, oh, it's fine if I die tomorrow. Like, I'm going to heaven. Mm. Like, oh, yay, heaven. I'm sorry. No, no, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to go right now. Like, yeah. I want to get married. I want to have children. I want to, like, go on tour. I want to all these mm. things I want to do. I want to see the world. Like, I'm not I'm not ready for that. Don't end it now. Just wait a little longer. So, like, I don't know what we're headed towards, but I hope it's better than now because we are really fucking it up. Right now, we are straight up just (laughs) and it just and I probably should do more about it. But it's like, I don't know what I I don't know what to do. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's hard as one human being to be like, let me just undo 
all this shit. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> anyway, yeah. that was a whole tangent. We're, we're trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> what are you optimistic about for our future? There's, that's why I put okay. that question that's right good. afterwards. That's that's, thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> optimistic. I mean, there are good people in the world and kind people who do care and want to have meaningful connections with each other. And like, I have a lot of good friends and I'm thankful to have people that care about me and mm. are positive influences and people I can lean on when I'm having a hard time. And like, I'm just, I'm optimistic for me personally, just making more like meaningful connections with people and being able to like, Actually, I've never left the country. So like uh, traveling and meeting people <laughs> in other countries, which I already I'm this is how extroverted I am. I like pay for Tinder Plus so that I can just swipe in other countries in the world. <laughs> Not even for like romantic, like just I just want to be friends. I'm yeah. like, let's like tell me. And it's just funny, like doing it, especially over like COVID. Like the first question, people will be like, so how's the pandemic there <laughs> just like yeah. it, it, as sad as it was like this is a tangent i'm going on but as sad as it was as being all like you know separated and in quarantine it mm. was something that we all were going through yeah. it was like uniting us while we were apart yeah. like somehow you know so yeah. that was cool so i'm hopeful just to like you know make more meaningful connections and that's i think yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> What makes you content? Um, I think I really like being around people. So like if I'm feeling down and I go like spend time with my friends, usually I'm like refueled. It's the yeah. extrovert in me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I would be more content if I like... Like, I mean, I still live at my dad's house. So if I was more like autonomous on my own <laughs> and felt like, you know, I could do the shit on my own, that would help. I think that would make me feel more content. But mm. we're working on it. You know, yeah. like it takes everyone different times and I have to remember that. So, yeah. but yeah, just like surrounding myself with good people and being creative makes mm. me feel content. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. When will you be satisfied? Man, I don't know. I don't think that we should ever be just satisfied. Like, I don't think that we should be like yearning for more and like deprived. But like, <laughs> I think it's always good to strive for more. I don't think the goal is to get to a point where you're just like, okay, like, all right, that's mm. all. <laughs> I'm, I'm done now. Like, you know. It's always constantly chasing something more, not like wear yourself out or wear yourself down, but striving to do more. And I think that's something that I've missed, too, is I like definitely look forward to things, even if it's simple things like I before pre-COVID, I would go. <laughs> I like to say B.C., you know, before COVID, um, I would go to the pump and Pony Boy every weekend you know, the pump, 10 p.m., Pony Boy, midnight. I mean, like clockwork, me and my <laughs> friends every weekend. No, not anymore. You know, and that mm. was just something simple that like I knew at the end of the week I was going to see all my friends. I was going to photograph at Pony Boy like mm. and that was going to be it. And that was going to bring me joy mm -hmm. and that would wrap the week up. But now it's been like 
oh, okay, what do I have to look forward to? Like, <laughs> not to do anything tomorrow, so I'll sleep. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, anyway, I keep going on tangents. No, I but- like tangents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it makes my job easier. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what advice do you have for people in general? Be kind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do do that because it doesn't, I know like it can be scary to talk to a new person or intimidating to go up to somebody and like compliment them. But I'm like, you know what? If you're like thinking you're at like a coffee shop and you're like, you know, person has some really that that person has good style like why don't you go tell them Mm -hmm. should you go up there and be like hey like just want to let you know like i really like your shoes or something Mm -hmm. like just if we all just took time to just be a little more kind every day i Mm -hmm. I don't i can't see one thing wrong with that so yeah Yeah. (laughs) and lastly potentially most importantly cake or pie pie definitely pie and then the corollary to that is what is best pie Oh man, I oh, pie. What pie do I like? I really like cherry pie with like some like heated up with some ice cream on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, definitely my be my choice. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Madeline, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, for sure. Where can we find you and your things? Um, you can find Heart Space at it's heart space on Instagram or just heart space on Spotify, all lowercase one word. And then photography you can find at it's mads dot photos on Instagram, or I think it's just it's mads photos.com. I think that's what it is. I changed it. I've, I literally have like seven Instagrams, so it's just really excessive, but right. yeah. <laughs> well, if you find one, you can probably find the other. Yeah. And, and HeartSpace <laughs> has all the other like platforms. I just always think of only Spotify, but right. Apple well, music, whatever you want to listen on. Yeah. Well, most people listen on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <anyways>. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the numbers on my album on Spotify oh, versus mm, the numbers on Apple yes, music. Are, I know. Yeah. 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 I found that too. I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. But they're there. They are. Thanks. Yeah. Spotify list or Apple Music listeners. Yeah, come on yeah. now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. Thank you so much. I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Madeline Amaker. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. Bloom is available now, streaming everywhere. Put it on in the background or show it to your friends so you can all enjoy it together. You can also buy it on Bandcamp and get bonus content so you can sit alone in the dark with your headphones on and listen to the album in its entirety while reading and looking at the bonus content. I also make music with PowerCycle, an experimental electronic trio. Our first completely improvised album, Too Many Damn Cables, is streaming everywhere. To support this podcast, leave reviews, comments, tell your friends about it, and buy my music because by supporting me, you're supporting the podcast. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.